The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Tuesday, March 16th edition. I am your host, Santino. I am here with my man, Will. Will, I am William Harris. How are you doing today, Will? Good, good. Great to be with you, Santino. And I didn't know you were just going by one name now. You're like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we're just cutting out the clutter of the of that last name. Um, shout out to Will. Will said it's it. We're doing this late uh, Monday night. Will's little girl's birthday was today, so happy birthday! Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Growing up awesome. on me. <laughs> Growing up, soon she'll be taking your job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we have a we have a pretty solid slate on our hands tonight. A seven game slate, and first game kicks off at seven thirty, so a little later. And then we have three of them at eight, one at nine, and two at ten, or one at ten, and then one late, late one at ten thirty. Uh, but most of them are condensed in that seven thirty to nine range. We'll get about five of the of the seven done. We should have all the most of the news by then, which is good to hear. Um, and before we jump into it, I do want to give a quick shout out to our guys over at my bookie. Simply the best sports book around. Uh, they're the only place I trust to handle all my NBA-related bets, all my soon-to-be MLB-related bets. Um, March Madness is we're, we're starting in, in days at this point. Uh, we already have the brackets out. Uh, you can bet on the live casino, which I, I had a blast doing this weekend. Uh, it's just an awesome time. Uh, it's simple, and about all you have to do is sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So head on over to my book if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, man. We're gonna jump into this slate. We have the first game on our hands at 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. It is the Utah Jazz at the Boston Celtics. And on the injury report, all we have is Romeo Langford out for the Celtics. And I believe that's it. Uh, nothing on the Jazz side of the ball. Uh, we do have a spread for this game. It's a 226 total with the Jazz four and a half point road favorites. Uh, so we'll start with the Jazz side. Uh, I'll start with your guy Spida. So how how you feeling on the on the Jazz side? Who are you looking at? Uh, do you like this matchup? Is it something you want to target? Uh, you know, it's a good matchup because you know you ever got uh, whenever you have Donovan Mitchell versus Jason Tatum. So you know you also got Jalen Brown in there to help defend Mitchell. Uh, this is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, for Donovan, but, you know, he's the main guy on the team. He has to put up points for them to be, you know, competitive. But um, so 8900 the price is, uh, is is slowly getting higher and higher every uh, day. And, you know, his production has not been a guarantee. You know, he's he's kind of averaging around 40s, mid, low, mid to low 40s. Um, sometimes he's getting in the 50s, sometimes he's in the 30s. So at 8900 um in this tough matchup against those two guards and Marcus Smart is back, I don't think I would touch Donovan Mitchell in this game. And then, obviously, you only have two other people that I would consider is Ruby Go- Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley. Uh, Rudy's at 8,200. Um, he's been playing well lately. 
Um, so he's always worth it whenever you can get a productive center under 8,500. That's decent. And Mike Conley at 6,500, uh, he should be, you know, okay. Uh, but he's he's mainly in the 30s. If you want a safe bet, you know, you can go with Conley. You just know he's not going to get you 40 or 50 points. So that's just how you ever want to set your lineup if you're considering him. I'm not looking at anyone else on the Jazz because I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust them. What do you think? Still muted. <laughs> oh, my bad there. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was complimenting you too. I was saying, yeah, I, I pretty much am on board with what you were saying there. Um, though Rudy Go Rudy Gobert is now over the eight K mark, it's kind of gives you a little hesitation. Though this matchup is great, uh, he's coming off a seventy four point fantasy outing, uh, monster game. Uh, I still think he's in play here, and I would. Take that $700 savings to Mitchell, like you mentioned. For all the things you mentioned, I think there are other plays on this slate. Uh, Mitchell's almost at that 9K K price tag now. Um, but I do think Gobert's in a good matchup. Just slightly pricey, but he's still in my player pool because the matchup is enticing. And I think Mike Conley, like you mentioned, uh, not the greatest upside, but he's been a pretty steady, steady presence. And at only 6'5", uh, he's, he's a nice play in that mid-tier range. I don't think I'm really going to gravitate towards anybody else. Uh, just those two guys mainly for me as well. Uh, but what about on the on the Celtic side? Uh, do you see yourself getting any exposure on this side, knowing you're going against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in basketball right now? True, true, and that makes me uh, leery of either of their stars, uh, Tatum or Brown. And Kimba Walker's been in the slump lately. So honestly, um, I don't think I would touch any Celtics in this game. Obviously, the name Tatum stands out at you. But at 9,300, um, his last few games, he's been averaging maybe 40 drafting points. you got to get better than that at that high of a price point. And Jalen Brown has been in the slump also in the thirty low 30s. So at 7,900, is it even worth it to play him? And Like I said, against one of the toughest defenses. Um, so Marcus Smart back is interesting to me. Uh, I've heard today that the Celtics are shopping Tristan Thompson. But as long as he's still getting minutes, uh, you, I can't be trusted to play Robert Williams. But if they were going to sit Tristan Thompson, I would be very excited to play Time Lord Robert Williams. So I don't know if you've heard anything on that front. But other than that, the substance are not looking that enticing to me. Yeah, and uh, I haven't heard anything on the the Rob Williams or sitting Tristan Thompson type of uh, on that news yet. I mean, the Celtics have been in the trade rumors for years now, and they haven't actually made a trade. It's just, ooh, they're talking to this team, that team, this team, that. They, I think they've talked to every single team, uh, even G League teams, about trades around this time of the year the last couple of years, but they haven't pulled the trigger on anything. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I, I Robert Williams at 5'6", knowing that it's still a three-head. Even though he's taken the lion's share lately, it's still a three-headed monster, and it's hard to – uh, though he's a point per minute monster, it's hard for me to throw out five six on him, knowing that he might only play nineteen minutes. I know he's putting he did that in the the last game, put up a <laughs> an awesome game, thirteen rebounds, sixteen points, uh, and even before that, in seventeen minutes, the game after the break, he only scored two points and he still put up twenty seven uh, fantasy points. It's just hard to, hard for me to go there with with knowing that he hasn't even cracked the twenty minute mark in those two games. Um, and yeah, I think I'm with you. I don't want to spend. I don't. I think we have other options that we don't have to 
throw ourselves at Tatum or Brown or Kemba and smart there back now too, uh, knowing that we're going against the, one of the better defenses in the league. Um, smart, I would like at five seven, but I don't. I expect him to still have that minutes limit. He's only played an average of twenty in the first two games. If he's going to be around twenty minutes again, don't want to. Same same reasons about Rob Williams. I don't really want to play him there. But if he's going to be, if they're going to say okay, he can play thirty thirty two minutes, I think five seven is a very good price tag for him. But in general, I'm with you. I'm probably going to leave this side of the ball alone and in most of the game alone. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. It's going to be an interesting game, probably a low-scoring game. So I don't know. <laughs> That's for the uh, true lovers of good basketball to watch that game. It's not going to be too exciting, I don't think. Right. Like the old Spurs matchups when they used to play. <laughs> exactly. And now the, the next game is uh, – it's a different one. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers going to Miami to play on, to take on the Heat. Uh, this one we do not have a spread for, but we do have an injury report. On the Cavs side, we know Deladova's out for a while. Drummond just not with the team. Torian Prince has been ruled out already. And Kevin Love is doubtful. I would assume he's not going to play. He, he came back, played 10 minutes, and then played a couple minutes in the second game, got hurt. Uh, for the Heat... We have Tyler Hero is probable, uh, Gabe Vincent as probable, Myers Leonard is out, stupid, um, Avery Bradley is questionable, <laughs> <laughs> and Bam Bam out of bio is probable, and it looks like he's going to be making his return uh, right in time for this this matchup. Uh, we'll start with, uh, I know last time I said, oh, I'll start this one when we're switching on and off, and you got all like, hey, why are you starting with this one? So, you know what, I'm going to throw it to you, we'll just let you start them all, you kind of Got angry <laughs> when I started oh, the last one. Wow, just <laughs> no, me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll throw it at you, man. We have the the Cavs over here um, going against this Heat squad. Who do you like here? Can you go to Jared Allen almost at eight K, knowing that Bam should be back? Uh, how do you feel about Colin Sexton, Garland? Uh, just in general, what you're looking at this team? Well, yeah, um, it's it's looking rough for the Cavs, too, also. You know, obviously, you look at the big name of Jared Allen, you're like, hmm, a couple of weeks ago, he was putting up, you know, 40s and 50 points. He's still doing that, right? No, his last four games, 32, 33, 24, 24 drafting points, and that's just not cutting it. So if you were to play him, it would be more of a shot in the dark, hoping he will ha- go back to one of those 50-point, 50 draft king point nights. Um, and it is helpful that Bam is – is his first game back, and he was out with a knee. So I don't think he'll play a full complement of minutes, but you never know. I mean, they could have held him out to where they feel comfortable playing him a full complement of minutes, but that's just – it's speculation. So Jared Allen, you know, the slump he's been in, I don't feel comfortable enough to play him. Uh, it was sad that Kevin Love came back for basically two minutes and was back out again. Uh, hopefully he'll be all right, but it's not looking good. Um Sexton, I really only feel comfortable playing him when Garland is out and Garland is back. Because when when they're both together, um, their production is kind of both limited. Um, like Sexton has played at all-star levels this year, but his last two games, drafting points 29 and 18. And that's, you just can't pay 7600 for that. Um, you, you're just hoping he'll be back to his form. Just like Jared Allen. All of the Cavs are pretty much in the slump. Uh and I love Garland, but he's in the slump, too, at 6,400. Um, one guy that's interesting to look at is Larry Nash Jr. He's, his price is so low 
you could possibly consider it. And with um, love, hurt, um, that helps him, you know, so he should get more minutes this game and he's ramping back up from his injury. But I wouldn't even feel confident in that. If you want to just take a shot in the dark at 4,700, that's not too bad. What do you agree with that? Or are you just not touching anyone on this team? Yeah, uh, Nance would be my favorite player on this team at 4,700. Knowing Love's gone, uh, he's seen minute. He he missed a large chunk over a month as well. He played 28 minutes in his first game back, 26 in the last one. Both blowouts, but he's seeing. Uh, I could see him hit that 30 mark, uh, minute mark, or even 32, 33 minutes, and at 4,700, knowing that he has a well-rounded skill set, uh, and it's gonna, it's only. <clears throat> A matter of time before it starts clicking a little better. I really like that at four seven, so I can take a stab here, uh, especially in the matchup. He's going to be playing both forward spots, mainly power forward, and he could take advantage of uh, Kelly Olynyk. So I like him here. I also don't hate looking at Isaac Okoro. Uh, now that Love's gone, he's he should be back to his thirty minute role or so, uh, as long as the game is competitive too. And right you'll know you'll throw him there. I think he's he's a guy I'd be digging digging deep if I needed it. He wouldn't be someone I'm looking at like, hey, yeah, I definitely am going to play him in here and build around him. He's if I'm going heavy and I'm under that four four thousand dollar mark with my last one or two spots, then then I'd give him a look. But I think Nance is my favorite play here, and I'm not too thrilled on the the rest of the squad at the respective yeah. tags. <clears throat> uh, speaking of, you know, Okoro, you know, D-Wade, you know, I don't know if I can give him that nickname, but Dean Wade, you know, he was playing good before the All-Star break, you know, and so with Love out, he could get some minutes also, and he's only at 4,000, but I think Wade and Okoro are just shots in the dark, really. Yeah, and uh, Jared Allen, I know you were talking about him, he got dunked on bad by... Uh, Ooh, I saw that. <laughs> hit the other night by... Uh, <clears throat> Nathan Knight, and I think that was one of the first games he played. Uh, I believe he played – that was the most extensive minutes he played all year, and he just dunked bad on, on Jared Allen. It's almost as if the Cavs were a better team with Andre Drummond record-wise. <laughs> who would have uh, thought it? <laughs> who would have thought that? I don't want to go there because so many people hated Andre Drummond when he – they he, he got the – he's very bad at basketball rep for – some reason, but the Cavs are worse without him. Well, I digress. Let's go on to the <laughs> Heat, man. <laughs> uh, how are you looking at, at the Heat? Jimmy Butler has been playing out of his mind as usual. Now he's near 10K, uh, but Adebayo is coming back in this one. Um, but how, how are you feeling overall? We should have pretty much outside Avery Bradley uh, a healthy Heat team for what feels like forever. Right, right. Um, and, you know, uh, Jimmy's price has gone up to 9,800. Um, but, you know, over the last six games, he's been averaging around 60 DraftKing points. So I think he should be a lock for at least, you know, 50. Uh, possibly lowest probably I could see him going is 45. Because I don't think Bam, like I said earlier, is going to play a full complement of minutes. I think they'll, you know, take it easy on him, you know, ease him back in. Uh, and so really with that being said, that – Bam coming back hurts Olenek, so I would not trust him. Uh, Dragic had an incredible game the other night, but then completely disappeared the last game. So, I mean, he'll probably be somewhere in the middle, but I don't like that unpredictability. Um, same thing when Dragic is there. None is not useful. Hero is uh, probable, but that doesn't make me feel great. <laughs> 
You know, so really the only person I would feel comfortable in playing is Jimmy Butler. And if that price point is too high for you, I understand with Bam coming back. So the Heat are not looking, you know, that great to me. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, Butler is in my player pool. I don't know how high I'll go on him, but the, the Heat aren't. They're not the team that blows people out of the water, blows other teams out of the water. Even if it, uh, this might be since they're home, this is looking like it's a six point spread or so. But they they play a lot of competitive games with their style of play, so I expect them all to get a good amount of minutes. Assuming Adebayo has no minutes limit, he's missed two weeks now. Um, but everybody else should play, and Butler's doing his thing. When he's doing his thing, everybody else gets a little bit less. And, and looking at all their price tags, Dragic, Olenek, Hero, I'm not in love with all of them. Um, I don't hate Kendrick Nunn because this is the type of matchup that uh, the the Cavs just give up a bunch of points and let Pete score or score. So I don't hate him in this one. But at 4,900, I'm only going to go there in, in GPP-type plays. Um, but... He's a guy that he would be the other guy that I don't hate as one of these more value play type of guys on this squad. But the rest of them, this is just a it's a good matchup. But I like some other spots here that I'm going to want to get exposure to, and uh, one of them's coming up in that next game. Yeah, you know, fortunately we have seven games, so you don't have to force it. You know, if this is a three or four game slate, you'd really be looking harder at a lot of these guys. But don't force it, like we said. Yeah, that's why he'd be a GPP guy for a very low ownership um, type of play here. <clears throat> but let's jump on over to this next game. We have the, the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Houston to take on the Rockets. We do not have a spread currently for this game, uh, but we do have an extensive injury report. This might take 45 minutes. It might take the entire <laughs> podcast. On the, the Hawks side of the ball, we have Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter, Can Reddish out. Uh, we have Onyeki Okungwu as questionable and Clint Capella as questionable. On the Rockets side, we have a book. Uh, we have Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, uh, Rodion's Kyrix, David Nwaba, P.J. Tucker, John Wall, all out. Christian Wood as doubtful, if we can pretty much say out. Uh, and Ben McLemore and Daniel House as questionable. Uh, so a lot, of sort, lot to sort through there. Uh, we don't know if Ben McLemore or House are going to play. And if they don't play, I mean, the Rockets are just scream value for everybody. But we're going to start on the the Hawks side of the ball because they are the away team. Well, what are you liking here? And does a lot depend on if Capella's in or out? Uh, or are you just going to target this team and hope that it stays competitive for a half? Well, I think with uh... – if Capella's out, that always makes me look at John Collins. You know, I think when Capella's out, that allows him to get more rebounds, be more productive. He's kind of like his his old self from last year. So at 6700 that's an affordable price for that, that risk. It's worth it for me. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, um, the guy that dunked on Jared Allen is uh, Nathan Knight. Uh, what's it? His price is so low. You can barely find him. Barely minimum price at 3000 I mean, it's ridiculous. You have to play him. Uh, he got 36 drafting points last game. So, I mean, that's a steal at that price if Capella is out. He played great, so there's no reason for them not to play him again. But like I said, we got to keep an eye on that injury report with Capella and Okongwu. Uh, but it's no reason for them not to play him, and I think he would be worth that price. I mean, obviously. I mean, you're stealing him, basically. Um, you can also look at Herter. 
or uh, Gallinari. Gallinari has been playing uh, a lot better with the coaching change. Um, and Herta at 5,700 also. As long as Reddish and Hunter aren't there, you know, Herta's always in play. And either of those guys are going to average around the same amount of points, so you can just pick or choose whichever one you prefer with the position. Uh, how do you feel about the Hawks? Yeah, and Capella, like you said, that that's going to be big news. Uh, if he doesn't play, John Collins and both Knight. Knight is going to have to play more minutes. And there's always the huge – anytime you're going against whatever Houston has on its roster that's healthy, uh, it's the potential for a massive blowout. And if it's a big blowout, this guy's just going to get run. Uh, so, yeah. again, against the backups of the Rockets, which – their starters are technically backups right now. But, uh, yeah, bare minimum 3K. If there's no Capella, you can feel really good about that one. Um, and Collins as well at 6-7. If there is Capella at 7-7 seven, seven, uh, against his former team and no interior threat, I really like him. Uh, even if he's going to play 26 minutes, I mean, the he might get 20 rebounds in 26 minutes. Um, don't think I'm going to go Trey Young at 10-2. I think we have other options just because the massive blowout potential. If you think this is a game that's going to stay competitive, I mean, no one on the other team can guard him. So uh, that's that's an option for you. And I don't hate Bogdanovich just because there's so many injuries, especially if Capella's out. Everybody got to bump down a little bit more minutes for him. And at 4K, uh, he's gonna. He started playing better in that last game. He scored 12 points at four assists, uh, 20 fantasy points, and it looks like his minutes are go- slowly going up. So it all depends on Capella for me. But there is a lot to like when you're playing against Houston. Uh, but what about on the Houston side, man? What are you looking at over here? We see Kevin Porter Jr. is no longer the bargain he was the last couple games since the yeah. All Star break. Uh, he's now at 7K price pretty appropriately uh yes he is you know um i'm, I'm i was gonna start with oladipo but i could skip to uh kpj <laughs> um you know yeah he's getting a lot of hype you know he's been playing very well you know he's very he's got a real flashy game so everyone likes him and you know i've been wanting to see him since cleveland and when he got kicked out of the team basically um so i think at seven thousand that's still uh you know a decent price for him it's not like he's in if he's goes to the 8,000s, then I start to get worried. Um, but with the lack of depth on this team, you can't go wrong with him at 7,000. I'm, I'm sure he will bounce back because he uh, played three great games, well, two great games, then one dud. So I think he'll bounce back. Um, but the guy I love on this team is uh, my main man, Kenyon Martin Jr. I think he is a must-play. To me, he's uh, shown the most – Potential to me. Um, I, I just love his skill, love his games. His last uh, three games that he's played, 30, 38, 37 DraftKings points. Uh, he came out of nowhere. I think he was second round or undrafted rookie. And at his price has gone up. But, you know, 5300 that's worth it and it's safe for me. Um, the only thing that would hurt him is Nawaba, but uh, he is out, right? Oh, uh, yeah. With Nawaba yeah. out, oh, man, you definitely got to play uh, Kenya Martin Jr., uh, I like Oladipo going back to the top, you know, at 8,300. Uh, you see his name and you're like, yeah, Oladipo, he's not having a good year, is he? But for DraftKings, he's been pretty productive and he's at 8,300. That's a decent price range, uh, in my opinion. And like you said, with everyone out, that will, you know, allow him to just do even more. Because uh, it really would hurt. I, if John Wall was playing, I probably wouldn't even consider Oladipo. But with him out, I 
think they're good to go. And the only other player I'm looking at is Justin Patton at 5,300. You know, he's going to get those big man minutes. Uh, so, you know, he's got to be out there. Um, and they're not going to have uh, – you know, he's going to be playing against Nathan Knight more than likely for the most part. That's not going to be too tough for him. See, he could easily put up 10 and 10. So uh, what do you think about the Rockets? Yeah, I just think the Rockets, they might only have eight healthy players. Uh, we have House and uh, Ben McLemore as questionable. That would be 9 and 10. And Christian Wood doesn't look like he's going to make his return. He would be 11. If all three of those guys miss, they only have eight healthy players. And um, I think everybody – like I, I can make a case for playing anybody in this type of matchup. <laughs> uh, to me, especially if Capella's not there, that takes the – massive rim protection of the rocket or uh, of the Hawks and their best uh, defender out. And then you could, I, I don't mind going anywhere. Like you mentioned, Kenyon Martin, uh, that's 5,300. You can go there. Uh, if all of these guys are out, Mason Jones at 3,200, he should play a decent amount of minutes. Don't hate him uh, that he would get Trey Young's defense. Same with Kevin Porter, Porter Jr. is getting Trey Young's defense. And without, without um, wall there, he's the, point guard i don't like i like him as long as wall is out because uh, wall is going to take more of the ball handling duties and push him off ball and uh, a lot of his uh, skill set that he showed in the g league was when he was playing on ball so uh, until that i don't hate 7k for him um jay sean tate 5 7 slightly above where i want him but i mean if there's only going to be eight players we can look at so many of these guys and you mentioned justin Patton. if Capella's not there he looks a lot better in his rim protection and and the, the lone actual big man on the roster right now, uh, Sterling Brown at four eight. I mean, a lot of these guys are just going to have to play, whether it's a blowout or not. They might have eight players. If House and Ben McLemore play, then a lot of these big guys I'll have less, a little less interest in. I do like Martin out of those big guys, but uh, Mason Jones, Anthony Lamb, another guy, another name there. Um, Tate, I'll have less interest in them because. Even if they don't play a full complement of minutes, they'll still take a little dent out of there. But uh, if they're only going to have eight guys, you can look here for different types of value in a solid matchup. And we're hoping Capella doesn't play. This is a game that we're, uh, even though they're not outside Capella, it's not huge news. It's news that I want to know uh, before we set our lineups. And the good thing is we have the late 730 start time, so uh, we should, for the most part, know what's going on. Yeah, and I, you know, I like J.C. Tate in his game, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like since the last few weeks, he's not been as aggressive as he was earlier because he, lo- he was looking like he was going to be the Kevin Porter Jr. of this team. And now he seems to have fallen back a little to Kevin Porter and Kenyon Martin. But, you know, he's going to be out there, and I like him. But last time I played him in draft game, he burned me. So <laughs> I don't know if Uh-oh. I can trust him, but he's going to be out there. I hope he's productive, but it's hard. It's hard to have Kenny Martin, Kevin Porter, you know, Oladipo, all of them to be productive. So someone's gonna have to take a back seat, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think you could look at them in all different price price tags. Uh, and if yeah. House and or Mclemore or both of them play, then you kind of dwindle it down to uh, Porter, Martin, Patton, and even Depot. But I do think if it turns into a blowout, though. At some point, they're going to not want to run him to the ground because it does seem like they want to move him. So we'll see about that. Uh, They haven't, (laughs) they've been playing him heavy minutes anyway, but maybe that changes the close. We have what, nine days, 
until we get to the the trade deadline now i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) but let's jump on to this next game the second game or the last game at eight o'clock p.m eastern standard time it is the new york knicks at the philadelphia 76ers we do have a spread it's a whopping 215 total that's the lowest of the four that we have uh so far and the sixers are seven point home favorites and on the injury report and that's shocking seven points without their best players on the injury report we don't have anything for the knicks because they are playing this is the back end of a back-to-back for them um and i forgot to mention other teams on the back-to-back celtics are on the front end the Cavs, the heat both on the front end of a back-to-back also uh the rockets are also on the front end of a back-to-back the knicks are the first team on the back end of a back-to-back but Derek Rose, Mitchell Robinson both missed last game. Austin Rivers was ruled out, then ruled in, then ruled out again. So that's something I guess we can keep an eye on. And Alfred Payton also missed. He was considered doubtful for Monday. Uh, Then he got turned into a game-time decision and ultimately missed it. So keep an eye on the point guard spot on the the Knicks. And the Sixers only have one guy on their injury report, but it is the biggest one of them all, and it is Joel Embiid, and he will not be playing this game or the next few games at the minimum. Uh, But we'll start on the Knicks side of the ball, man. Um, Knowing that there's no Embiid, knowing that this defense is still awesome, uh, how are you feeling about the Knicks squad? But do you... And um, I know the point guard position is something that we're definitely going to need the news on before. Uh, we see Emmanuel quickly at 58. Uh, Alec Burks has been playing some point guard. He's only 4-7. Um, then we might have Peyton. We might have Rose. We might have Rivers. We might not have any of them. Uh, Frank the Tank is still three, but he doesn't do much. But I'm sorry about that. I keep going. <laughs> How are you feeling on the Knicks side of the ball here? Yeah, you definitely got to look uh, check out that point guard, uh, you know, injury list because it's it's a it's been a roller coaster all year you know uh uh, on the game on the 15th uh march 15th quickly had 21 points so you know if you're if everyone's going to be out there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to have another big game uh so he's one you can consider uh i love julius randall you know he's at he's at a high price though at 9900 but last game he had a he had that monster triple double so he's always got that potential um uh, but it is coming on a back to back, so we'll have to see, you know, how rested they are. You know, RJ Barrett has been playing uh, pretty well lately, uh, so you know, at sixty two hundred, you can consider him. Uh, a guy I'm looking at uh, is Reggie Bullock at thirty eight hundred uh, tonight. You know, the game March fifteenth, he has nineteen and six points, and there's still a little time left in the game. So, uh, th- you know, they were talking about how Tibbs loves his veterans, uh, so you know, everyone wants the young fellas to play. But, you know, he wants to play Bullock, you know, Derrick Rose, um, Alec Burks. So um, the way Bullock is playing on the 15th, I think it's Tibbs. Tibbs is just going to want to keep giving him minutes like that. So those are the only ones I'm really looking at other than waiting on the injury report. Yeah, and uh, I think the, we can look at the point guard position again, uh, depending on who's playing. We might get some Ben Simmons on R.J. Barrett. Not sure. Uh, how how they go about that but uh, quickly at 5-8 he's a little more expensive now than we we wanted but he's still even tonight he dropped uh he already he has over 20 points 18 shots second most on the team 12 of those 18 shots have been three pointers and he took seven free throws as well uh, didn't do too much of the rest now we see point randall 
taking a lot of the uh, facilitating duties and, and running a lot of the offense. Uh, but this dude likes to shoot, and he can still put up uh, 30 points if he's going to be the starter here. Uh, if Rose or he Payton, has, he's got 31 and 10 right now, with a little bit left still in the game. <laughs> yeah, and um, if Rose or, or Payton are back, then obviously quickly quickly evaporates. Uh, but with if we're still looking if we're looking at them out, then he can he can be in play. Don't hate Randall, especially without um, Embiid here. I would probably gravitate to, towards him more than I normally do. Uh, he's been playing a little bit better. I think the first couple games after the All-Star break, I think he had that All-Star hangover. It was first time ever All-Star. Uh, but he's been playing a little bit better lately. R.J. Barrett's been playing a little bit better lately, but I don't want to go there too much on this type of matchup. I would probably look similar to you. I think we can look at Alec Burks, possibly Reggie Bullock, even though he's eh, and maybe some Taj Gibson <laughs> if if you don't want to go. Uh, if you're, We already had a lot of value, and we have a lot of value on the slate, but Taj Gibson, I guess, is another name that you can just throw out there, knowing that he's been playing a consistent 25 minutes. I know he's an old guy. Like you mentioned, Tibbs loves his veterans, man. He's just going to play them and play them no matter what, so... Don't hate him at 32 if you just need some old man ugly stats to to bolster your lineup or not not bolster to fill out your lineup. Uh, but I like the point guards and quickly Burks um, the most on here if we have the injury report that we had in the last couple games. Um, but how about on the Sixer side? We saw that Tony Bradley got the start in the last game. Don't know if it sticks. It might. He didn't play a ton of minutes. Uh, Dwight Howard still saw 20 and we'll see. it was a massive blowout. It was a 35 point blowout anyway, but um, where would you look on the Sixer squad going against another team? That's a very good defense and the slowest team in the league. And they don't have their best player though. Uh, so usage is abound. Right. You know, um, Bradley was out because they uh, it was a blowout, but he also tweaked his ankle a little bit. But they said he would be fine if it was competitive and they need him. I think he could have came back. So, you know, him and Dwight would probably put up similar production. And Bradley's almost half, you know, less of the price that Dwight is at 6000 Bradley's at 3700 So I think at that low of a price point, Bradley is still worth considering. As long as he's 100%, you have to keep an eye on that. Um, and... You know, obviously you can look at Ben Simmons at 9,000, but he's been on a real slump lately. uh, But he always can put up a triple-double at any moment. But his last three games has been around 30 drafting points, and that's just insane, you know, especially with uh, Embiid out. We would expect him to be getting 60 drafting points. So, you know, he might, you know, feel the need to step up and do something, but you just never know. Tobias Harris has been, you know, consistent pretty much all year. But that's, you know, I probably – I, I probably would not look at him at 8,500 because, you know, two of the last three games, he's been at the low 30s DraftKings points. So, you know, Philadelphia is not looking that great to me. Um, I know Danny Green had a great game last game, but, you know, you never know with him and Seth. You know, one of them's going to get it, one of them's not. Uh, how do you feel about the centers with Dwight and Bradley? And what do you think about Korkmaz? Do you think he'll be able to keep up his production? Um. I, I don't. He's a guy that he's a very streaky guy, and I know three straight high teens points, um, but he's not. 
I, I just don't know. He's not a guy that I want to uh, invest in again, especially in this type yeah. of matchup. And the centers, I would lean towards Bradley just because he's 3,700 and Dwight Howard's near at, or at 6K now. So I'd rather just take my chances with Bradley. I don't think it's a huge difference. Um, Bradley can get a double-double in short amount of minutes anyway, and I think they're going to split it for the most part uh, somewhere but maybe 19 and, and 25 and Mike Scott plays a couple minutes or uh, in that in that type of range. I don't know who's going to get what, but I think they're both going to play near 20 minutes or maybe slightly above it. So I'd rather just take the discount there. Um, outside of that, I don't love everybody's price tags. I think we can look at uh, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, but they are in that eight five and nine yeah (laughs) not overpriced because we don't have Embiid, but they're at a price tag that i would love to play them but i just don't love the matchup uh so i'm keeping them in my player pool and just seeing how things shake out but the matchup gives me a little hesitance there Uh, but knowing that the knicks are on the second end of back to back on this one uh, they'll be traveling from brooklyn to philly which really isn't that far it's like a three-hour drive um I probably won't have too much exposure to them, but I don't hate the pivots there. And if I had to pick one of the two, I would go with Ben Simmons. Uh, I just think the Knicks point guards aren't the greatest of def- it's it's their weak spot defensively. Yeah, and hmm. you remember, uh, Mitchell Robinson is out, so you know they pretty much only have Noel down there, so it's not too intimidating because he's not been playing great lately either. So Taj Gibson, right. man, don't 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 oh, dis Taj. Uh, Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a shame he's getting minutes and Knox is not getting any minutes? They need to, you know, free uh Kevin Knox like they did Dennis Smith. Oh well they're I mean they've been playing good basketball, so I, I don't wanna yeah. I can't fault them. Do it, do it, yeah. do what's working. Play play the old man. <laughs> play the old man. <laughs> I think he goes recruiting at the YMCA. I know Tom right. Thibodeau and just picks you all know he people. tried to get uh, <laughs> Joe Team Noah bag bad. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, that's funny. Now, <laughs> let's jump on over to this this next game, man. First game at nine o'clock, and the only game at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We have the Thunder at the Bulls traveling to Chicago, and we have a spread for this one. It is two twenty three, and the Bulls are four point home favorites. Um, on the injury report, we have. Just Garrett Temple out for the Bulls and Devin Dotson probable. Uh, on the Thunder, we have an, another extensive one. Al Horford is resting for the second game in a row. Don't know what that's about. George Hill's still out. Yeah. Josh Hall is out. Uh, Darius Baisley is out again. Trevor Ariza never joined the team. <laughs> and, Lou, <laughs> and Lou Dort is questionable. Uh, Theo Maladon missed the last one. He's in for this one. But... Um, we have a lot of people out again on this this squad. They're they're very hard to nail down here. Um, they're going against a very not great Chicago team uh, defensively. But where are you looking here? I, I mean, just like the the Hawks um, Rockets game, I just think there's value galore here. Uh, with the Bulls first? Uh, no, we're going to go with the the Thunder. My bad. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, okay, yeah, you got Shea obviously at eighty eight hundred. I think that's a, a good price for him, especially with everyone out. You know, Dort might be back, but he could be limited. So you know, the team's gonna run hundred percent through Shea in this game. Uh, with Horford out, um, 
that makes you look at and Baisley out. You got to look at your guy. Go ahead and tell me his nickname. You do it better than anyone else. Say it. I have no idea who you're talking about. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. 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 <laughs> your guy. You know, uh, he's been balling two out of the last three games. You know, 48 drafting points and 32. So uh, with the minutes, he can uh, put up. You know, those type of numbers. And at that price, 4,400. That's just that can uh, help you win your night. You know. Um, the, he's been looking so good. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, the OKC has invested in with their future. He was their first-round pick. And they're going to want to see him. They're going to want to see him get minutes and see if he's – if they're going to be replacing him in the next coming years, next coming draft. Because they sent him to the G League earlier because he's so skinny, you know. But he finally is showing what he can do out there. And uh, another guy you got to look at is – old man Moses Brown you know he's got the old man name but you know he's, he's only like 20 years old but um you know his last three games he's gotten over 20 drafting points and I think he's only going to keep ramping up the minutes they even started him over Isaiah Roby who I think has a bright future um even though Roby played more minutes so he's a guy almost minimum that's pretty much starting for this team uh and sh- should be able to put you up production and I think every game is just going to get even better. Uh, and then, you know, that that does hurt Isaiah Roby. But at 5,300, uh, Roby still has the potential to do something for you. But that does hurt Roby. So uh, the main guys are probably Shea, Pokemon, <laughs> Pokashevsky, and Moses Brown. you agree? Yeah, and I like Pokemon and, and Moses Brown. I like them better than Isaiah Roby. I think uh, Mo- Moses is a little bit... I think he might be the guy that takes that job at some point if Horford gets traded, though I don't think Horford gets traded this year. Um, but I like Moses Brown. He's He was dominating the G League. <laughs> I like how you called him the old man face. Um, <clears throat> and he's he's been good. He's gra- he's going to grab rebounds. We know the Bulls have their uh, center issues, so I would rather attack the front court. And then I'm not going to um, shy away from Shea, and I like to call him – Shy Alexander because I don't want to shy away from him in this matchup. I know they switched and put Sadoransky as a starting point guard because he's been a lot better of a defender than Kobe White, and it worked out. I still think there's some ex- exploitation here um, that you can attack him with 88. I feel very safe with him. Maybe he doesn't have the 60-point upside in this game, but uh, 45, 50 points is very good. I, I feel comfortable with him in cash games, um, and I just think there's a lot of value to go around on the slate that we can attack and put more people um, like attack and get a lot of these high end guys on our rosters. Uh, Pokemon and Moses Brown are another two very, very good value plays and cheap plays. And if Lou Dort doesn't play, I don't hate Ty Jerome or, or Kenrick Williams. I think Ty Jerome has been pretty solid fantasy wise. I honestly think he's better fantasy wise than Theo Maladon. Uh, and he's a lot cheaper. So I don't mind going there if Lou Dort doesn't play. I just think this is a, this is a good game. There's some good, good uh, options here that are super cheap against a not a great Chicago defensive team. Um, but if we jump on to Chicago, man, how do you feel about them going against a G League team that doesn't quit? Because this Thunder team just competes no matter who's on the court. Yeah, I mean, they've been winning. I'm sure, you know, ownership – is like upset that they're playing so well. They expected them to do bad, and you know they're they're very competitive, fun team to watch. Scrappy guys out there. Um, 
I know everyone's <laughs> going to see Zach Levine, you know, with at 9,000. But two of his last three games have been duds for him. Uh, I don't expect that con- to continue. But when you're getting around 9,000 uh, at, a, at a price point, you're like, you want some security and a, more of a guarantee there. So that's a little sketchy for me. Uh, but that's up to you. You know, he has that potential for 450. But, you know, his last two out of three games has been in the low 30s, low high 20s. Uh, and then other than that, the Bulls have a plethora of guys you can consider. Dad Young at 6,100. You know, he's starting now. Um, very productive. Um, you know, the coach seems to like him. Uh, he, he's going to be a lock for pretty much 35 drafting points. And at uh, 6,100, you can't go wrong with that. You know, Laurie Marketing. Same type of situation. He's going to be in the low 30s at 6,000. Wendell Carter, low 30s. You know, they just have so many guys at the same type of position that are putting up the same type of points. Um, I don't know if you can trust Patrick Williams. He went off last game. He had 23 actual points, six rebounds, four assists, and that was 41 drafting points. He's been up and down, mainly down most of the year. So I don't know if that's something of a trend or, you know, just an enigma. Uh, you know, uh, Trent was out. So, I mean, Garrett Temple was out. So that, that helps that. But, and then the other, the only guy I'm really, you know, confident in is Sadoransky at 3,600. He is a steal, you know, with the change in the lineup. He started last game over Kobe White, uh, had 33 and a half draft game points. Uh, he's safe. I mean, he should not be priced that low, but draft game has not caught up to that yet. So long as they don't change the lineup and Kobe White starting again, Sadoransky is starting. You have to play him at 3,600, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, Zach Levine, if Lou Dort plays, I don't. I really don't want to pay 9K for him. I think we have other options. Uh, if Lou Dort doesn't play, he becomes a little bit more exciting to me. Uh, but I think Sadoransky is the guy on this team that I, I like the most, especially at his price tag. 3,600. We're just getting another cheap value guy here uh, where we can – Go stars and scrubs if you really want to, but he took the starting job last game, uh, and he took a lot of the ball handling and facilitating away from Zach Levine, which hinders Levine's value but helps his value. And he didn't get a price bump for it. He got four. All he did was go up four hundred dollars. Uh, didn't really reflect that thirty-three and a half point ten seven and six game that he put up in the last one. Uh, so I, I think Sadoransky is a very good play here, and he's my favorite on the squad. Just looking at. His, his price compared to everybody else. And then Dort would change my uh, Levine liking or not. I'm not huge on him right now, but we if Dort is definitely not playing, then uh, that's the best defender on that team by a, a while. So uh, Levine's arrow would be pointing up there in that scenario for me. <clears throat> um, let's jump on over to the next game, man. Our, 10 o'clock, our single 10 o'clock game, and then we got a late one after that, which don't really see too often but we don't have a spread for this one um oh i forgot to mention the bulls are on the front end of a back-to-back also um but uh we don't have anybody on on any end on this one but the pelicans are traveling to portland to take on the blazers we don't have a spread for this one but we do have an injury report just jj reddick for the pelicans and zach collins jusuf nurkic are out for the blazers Harry Giles is questionable. And the big news, C.J. McCollum is back for this one. Everybody oh. get excited. I wonder 
Um, he is priced pretty appropriately, but he's back for this one, man. We're going to start with the Pelicans because they are the away team, and then we'll get to our McCollum excitement in a few. But who are you looking at on this Pelican side? Uh, for the Pelicans, you obviously have the two big guys, Zion at 8,700 and Brandon Ingram at 8,100. Uh, you can feel confident in playing either one. Uh, if you have to choose, obviously, you probably should go with Zion because he has that, you know, big game potential, even though his last three games have been very mediocre. Um, I, I I just think the way they need him to be productive to win. So they they need to run the team through him, and uh, he's always worth the risk. I mean, it's amazing he's under 9,000. So uh, if, if you feel that's too high for you because his last three games have been mediocre, that's understandable. But he obviously can go for 50 drafting points at any given moment. Um, and only other two people I'm looking at, Steven Adams at 5,500. Uh, he's going to be going against his old pal, you know, Enos Cantor. That's not too tough of a matchup at all for him. You know, his last three games have been, you know, putting up value enough to where at 5,500 you can consider it. Um, and I don't know how you feel about Jackson Hayes at 3,400. Uh, his last um, two games, you know, he's been getting minutes over Hernan Gomez, you know, 24 and 25 DraftKings points. If that continues, at that low of a price point at 3400 that's worth using, in my opinion. Do you agree? Um, I don't hate it. I just think we have so much other, so many other options. I don't. I probably won't go to Hayes and uh, yeah. see if he continues that. But I don't. If he's one of, he's another value play that you can throw in your in your never-ending value play on this slate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> sometimes we have no value. Sometimes we have good value sometimes we just have an overabundance of value uh, so i think he's going to miss out on my player pool because of it but not a terrible play either um tyra lewis is another guy 3300 he's been playing some minutes with no jj reddick we thought no was going to get those minutes um Kyra lewis has been playing better too uh, but i don't think he'll make my player pool necessarily just because we have so many other um value plays that i feel more comfortable with for me, the, the, the two guys that I, I, I like the most are, are Zion, the first time he played, the first and only time he played the, the Blazers in this this season. He put up um, 53.5 fantasy points. That did come with 36 actual points, six rebounds, four boards, and four stocks. I don't know if we can get four stocks again, but even if he got one stock, that's still value, and, and that's still about 46 or so fantasy points. A pretty good game. Maybe he doesn't score 36, but maybe he gets a couple extra rebounds. I think he's he's fairly safe. I think we, I don't think I'm going to go to him too too much because we do have other options. But I don't I don't hate him there, and I like I like Zoe Man going against Dame Dame Lillard. Oh uh, God, <laughs> Zoe has been playing wow. great. This wow. is your guy. I don't like it. So explain to me why we should play Lonzo Ball tonight. Lonzo Ball's been playing really well lately. Uh, first time he played this team, he hit value with 34 points, and he's just been playing. I I personally think Lonzo is a better fit with Zion than than Ingram. I just think his game translates a little bit better playing with with uh, Zion there. And I think this is going to be an up tempo matchup, up tempo game. He has a probably the best matchup advantage on the team because Stephen Adams is not a scorer, so I don't know how much we'll take advantage of Enos Cantor there. But Lillard's not a great defender. We all know that. Lonzo has turned himself into one of the better three point shooters in the league. 
Uh, fast-paced game, fits his style. I think 6,800 is is a good price tag for him. Um, I would hope, I would love it to be like 65, and I would really attack it. 68 is not going to uh, force me off him, but I think those are t- the two guys that I like the most on this squad. Um, then we'll want to flip it over to the, the Blazer side, man. We have McCollum back. Can you play him? Do you like Lillard? What are you doing with this side? Well, you always like Lillard. You know, he's pretty much guaranteed to get you 50 draft king points. Um, you know, it's it's crazy. I was going to ask you, I was like, why is there not an injury designation beside McCollum's name? And then you told me. I was like, wow, I'm surprised he's back today. I haven't heard much about it at all. But with the foot injury and how important he is to the team, there's no way I see him getting over 20 minutes in this game. Uh, we will see if you hear more news before the game, if he's going to play a full complement of minutes. He's definitely worth 7500 I heard him say about uh, Nurkic, when he comes back, it won't be a limit uh, minutes uh, restriction. I didn't hear about that with McCollum. So if that's the case, 7500 that's 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 great for me, uh, as long as he's not too rusty out there. Um, you know, and, I mean, that kind of hurts everyone. You know, you could look at, uh, before that news, you could look at Trent at 5300 He had a good game last game. Melo has been a top 25 fantasy guy. In category leagues the last two weeks, that's going to hurt him. You know, Robert Coverton, 6'200", he's always going to be in there. Nothing too crazy, but always productive. Cantor, you know, he's the only big man at 7,200. With as many guys as it is in this slate, you probably wouldn't want to consider Cantor, but he's going to get the minutes. He's going to get the rebound. So uh, that's going to be really interesting uh, to hear more news on. TJ McCollum, but wow, what do you think about the Blazers? Yeah, I think I'm ready to pay up, or I'm ready to pay some dollar dollar bills, y'all, for Dame. I think at ten eight, this is this is a matchup that suits him very well. Now that we have McCollum back, I know some of the usage will go to McCollum, but a lot of the defensive attention will also just leave Dame. He won't be the center. He will still be the center of attention, but not the lone guy by himself on an island uh, looking at everybody else like the Monstars. Uh, so I think this that McCollum, as long as he can play 25 minutes or so, that'll help him. And the, first, the, the one and only time he played the Blazers earlier in the year, he dropped 43 points, 16 assists, four rebounds for a whopping 79 fantasy points. I don't know if we'll get another near 80-point fantasy outing, but uh, 60 seems very reasonable. And I think he, I, I'm ready to pay the, uh, the 10-8 for him, especially with the massive amount of value that we have on this slate. Don't think you have to really yeah. worry about that 10-8 price tag that you would normally look at and say, ooh, that's that's super high. I don't know where we could fit him in. But all this value that we're talking about, I can fit him in and, and still have value for – or uh, still have dollars for others, another superstar, maybe another superstar and a half here. Uh, so I feel very com- comfortable with him. McCollum, I would love the seventy price seventy five hundred dollar price tag on a normal circumstance. I just don't. I know that he might play. He might play. They might just ramp him up. But I just don't feel comfortable going there in the first game. And since this game starts at ten, we might not have that yeah. full clarity first. Uh, and then the the Pelicans are such a weird team that sometimes they blow out. They they blew out the Clippers the other night, and then they'll get blown out by like the the Kings or something. They're, they're a weird team, man. And if this, this game goes sideways at any shape or, or they got blown out by the Wolves two days ago. Um, if this game goes any way, shape or form that it's turned into a blowout, there's no reason to play McCollum too many minutes. I think for me, it's just Dame. And then that, now that McCollum's back, 
kind of going to ease off on everybody else a little bit. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, only thing I would say with Dame early in the year when McCollum was, you know, having his MVP caliber run, he was kind of deferring to McCollum. I could see him possibly wanting to get McCollum going and not be so aggressive if that's the case. So that's something to look out for because they're like best friends. You know, they're, you know, what's their nickname? The uh, baby faces killers or something. That's what Jalen Rose Splash Town Northwest. <laughs> that's, what <I> like, <laughs> right. that's what I like to call them. That's the only thing that could hurt Dame, in my opinion. But, you know, that could happen, could not happen. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right, man. And then let's jump on to this last game of the night before we get uh, a couple of our favorite plays out there. I think we throw out most of our favorite plays. But um, the last game of the night is the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Los Angeles Lakers. We have a 225 spread, and in Lakers are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites. Um, on the – Injury front, we don't have anything for the Lakers because they are on the second night of a back-to-back. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I know LeBron and um, I'm drawing a blank. Kuzma entered the game probable. We'll see who exits the other game and and who's going to be on the injury report. We'll get that tomorrow. Uh, They're playing the Warriors right now. It is the top half of the first quarter uh, still only four minutes have gone by while we're recording this five minutes have gone by so we don't know what's going on there but it looks like Kyle or um, Jared Dudley should be out and Alex Crusoe is in the concussion protocol Mark Gasol has been ruled out for this game already causes Antetokounmpo I always get his that I can't say Giannis's last name or Kosas's last name super hard uh, but they he was out for this game AD is not going to play. A lot of things to look at uh, for them, but the Wolves do have an injury report, and it's Malik Beasley out, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan McLaughlin out, and Jarrett Culver as doubtful. We'll start with the the Wolves side of the ball. Uh, What are you looking at here, man? Do you like this matchup for for the Wolves, who've been a little bit more competitive since they came out of the break? Uh, You know, you obviously start with the Wolves. You're starting with Carl Anthony Towns at 9,500. You know, he's had up and down seasons, especially since he came back from COVID. Uh, it's two of his last three games. Three of his last four games have not been really up to his standards. Um, I think he has a good matchup against the Lakers, even though the Lakers are a good defensive team. Uh, with AD out, you know, Gasol, you know, struggling in his movement. Harrell's not big enough for him. He should be productive and, and be able to get you a 50 DraftKings point night, in my opinion. Uh, we will see. Uh, but I think that would be worth the risk. Uh, and, you know, a, a guy that's been putting everyone on posters lately, uh, Anthony Edwards, you know, the first pick in the draft, he's been getting a lot of negative talk about him through this season, but uh, a lot of people may have not been noticing. He's been ramping up his production. And, you know, he's become a valuable fantasy player at 7,200. Uh, I would wish he would be around 6,500, but you can consider him. And that's not something a lot of people were thinking, you know, a month ago. Uh, he's been averaging, you know, 30, 40, 46 game, 46 uh, drafting points his last game, 37 and 40. So, you know, he's been hovering around that 40 drafting point a night game. So that's that's really great. Uh, another guy you can look at is, you know, Ricky Rubio, you know, because McLaughlin is still out, you know, so he's the only point guard on the team. You know, uh, he's going to get the minutes. They're going to need him, uh, you know, against the Lakers. So I was going to look at him. Normally I don't like looking at Rubio, uh, but he's the only guy out there. Uh, and with him being the only guy out there, that also helps Jalen Noel. 
you know, because there's no point guard backup. And Beasley is obviously still suspended. Uh, Noel's been playing very well lately, and he's at a low price point at 5,300. Uh, you know, in, in real actual NBA points in the game, he's been in double figures his last three games. And, you know, I think the Kings like his – I mean, the Timberwolves like his potential, you know. <laughs> Uh, Beasley better hurry up and get back because, you know, they're paying Beasley a lot of money and they're playing Noel nothing. So he could be traded up out of there if, uh, you know, Noel keeps playing as good as he's been playing. So those are the, I only like those four, really. How about you? Yeah, I like Towns at 9,500. The Lakers with no AD, no Marcus All. We can attack them on the interior. Uh, they don't have any imposing threats on the interior. Trez is small. He's not a he's not a big center. Um, Markeith Morris is not a center. Jones is a center. He's he's a big guy. He's just not very good. So they don't <laughs> have <laughs> they don't have anybody too imposing. Kyle Kuzma's small. So I think Towns has been very hit or miss lately. Uh, but this is a time that we can attack him, and with so much value, he can be possibly squeezed in as a third third superstar if needed. But I think I like him uh, in this matchup, um, knowing that the Lakers are very vulnerable. Vulnerable, geez, my my words today. <laughs> vulnerable down low, uh, so I don't mind going there. He's probably the the one guy I'm really looking at here, just knowing that this Minnesota team. I don't know what they're doing at power forward. I don't know what they're doing at either of their backup spots. Um, Edwards has been pretty solid. I don't really want to pay 7-2, though, for him. Rubio, not terrible, <clears throat> um, but I'm probably not going to be in. I don't know how much I'll be in that range. I just think I, I like Towns. I feel comfortable with Towns, and um not sure where to go with the rest yet. Jaden McDaniels was suddenly in the protocols uh, earlier Monday, and then, then he got taken out of the protocols already. So I'm not sure. Sure, what to make of that? I don't know if we'll be back in by the time we wake up and we have news. Maybe Jared Vanderbilt and um, Wancho have extra minutes at their disposal. I don't fully know. I just the, the health and safety protocols are very weird how they how they do them here. So um, till I have more clarity on that, I, I kind of I just like towns. I, I think you can look at other people, but I'm comfortable with my with the big cat. I was going to say the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> But what about on the the Lakers side of the ball, man? No AD. For for me, it's hard um, just because they're on the back end of a back-to-back and we'll have to wait to see what news comes out. But before that happens, how are you feeling about them? Oh, yeah, obviously, you know, you have the King LeBron James at 10,500. Ironically, he was just walking across the screen. They're playing, you know, (laughs) Warriors right now. And he was limping, you know, like he was hurt. You know, they were showing him up close to the nub, but he's right back on the court because he's a robot and he looks fine now. So that's good. Um, but, yeah, with it being a back-to-back, you know, be on the lookout because I don't know what happened to him just now, but he's right back in the game. Uh, he's always worth it if you can put him in your lineup. Uh, and then you got Schroeder, you know, at 6,300. He's going to get you anywhere from 30 to 40 drafting points if you think that's what you need. He should have a safe floor for you with that. Uh, we talked about Trez. He's been having a down season, in my opinion. Early in the season, he was doing really well. He had a big slump in the middle. His last two games, uh, you know, he's been, you know, ramping back up a little bit. Um, so at 6200 that's an affordable price, but I don't trust him. And 
so the only, only guy I can look at right now is Kuzma. Other than that, um, you know, his last two games uh, been incredible. You know, and uh, I think this. Uh, I heard someone say the injury to Anthony Davis has been a blessing in disguise for him because allowing him to unlock his game. If they keep using them that way, like last game he had 24 points, 13 rebounds, that's the Kuzma a lot of Lakers fans were expecting to have when they didn't want to trade Brandon Ingram for Anthony Davis and wanted to keep Kuzma. Um, didn't want to trade Kuzma and trade Anthony Anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, but 6000 you know, they haven't adjusted his price yet. So right now it's affordable. The only concern is there, it's a back-to-back and uh, with his heel, if that's going to hold up. You agree? Since this is your team, you're our Lakers, you know, guy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're gonna have to see what the the injury report is for me to know where I'm going here. Just because they might rest LeBron, they might. I he he doesn't want to rest, and he just had a couple days off, so probably not. But you never know. They're on the back end of a back to back Minnesota team who's been playing a little bit better, but still not great. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might. Maybe Kuzma doesn't play this one. Maybe we get a all of a sudden a some guy we don't know is not going to play like a KCP or Wes Matthews, anybody like that. Maybe they just sit because that, that's what they're doing these days on back to backs and and whatnot. People are just randomly popping up. Oh, uh, 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 his his um, left tooth in the in the back is sore. He might not be able to go tonight. Well, I don't know. Is this, is this wrong <laughs> for me to say? You know, Paul George was dizzy the other night. Oh, I didn't understand that one, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dizziness. That that was the right as the game started. And then he played he played the All-Star game 2 days later. Explain that to me. But <laughs> and he played like 20 something minutes in the All-Star game. So I'm not, what happened there? Yeah. Do not know. But uh, what we know now is everybody that we know played on Monday is playing again. I think you can look at LeBron. He put up nearly 60 points in the last game. Uh, with no AD there, he's going to take on a, a, a bigger workload, uh, obviously. Um, you can look at Schroeder, 6,300. Very good matchup for him. And especially, and even if LeBron, do, or if LeBron doesn't play, he becomes awesome. But if they're all play, 6,300, I don't mind going there. I, I know I said I'm not going to be too, too much in that area, but he would be one of the guys in that area for me. Um Maybe uh, Markeith Morris at four seven. I uh, think Kyle Kuzma <laughs> at six is is pretty solid as well. Uh, but I'm probably not going to go too too crazy on this team because I think we have so much good value there uh, outside of this uh, on the rest of the slate. <clears throat> he said no. But uh, <laughs> before we head on out of here, I do want to. I know the guy. Uh, people have been asking a lot to throw down their favorite plays on uh, in each tier. And I want to ask you a couple. We'll start with the the Super Saiyan tier, or not the Super Saiyan tier, because we don't have too many people over 10K, uh, but the, the high tier of over 8K. And, and what's a guy that you are uh, you really like here, whether it because uh, you just love them or you're getting a little discount there or whatever the case may be, what's a guy in that expensive tier that you really, really like in this one? Uh, I have to go with uh, Jimmy Butler. You know, he's been rock solid, averaging, you know, in the 50s and 60s uh, as far as drafting points. Uh, and I know you're going to take, you know, your guy. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and get yours. Who's my guy? Dame, right? 
No, I don't even. I'm not even going to play him. Uh, not <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I really like Dame in this one. I know he's a suit. He's the most expensive guy on the slate, uh, but for good reason. And I don't usually. I like to take guys with a little bit of discount, but I think we have so much value here that I don't mind spending in getting the most expensive guy on the slate in a in a very good matchup. Um, I just think we we have the value to where. We don't have to force him into our lineups. He, he can fall in naturally, to be honest. So I do like myself some uh, Dame in this one. But how about in this mid-tier, under that 8K range or um, 7K or so later or lower, who's a couple guys in uh, – we can say if you'd like someone in the 7, 6, 5, 4. Uh, who's a couple guys in, in those ranges that you that you like? Uh, well, you know, if Capella is out, I like John Collins at 6,700, you know, because... John Connor! <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's, you know, the Hawks may not like him, but I like him, you know, that's a good price point. And uh, <laughs> my guy, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. at 5,300, same game. Uh, I, I love his potential and uh, what he can do. So those are my two guys. Yeah, and I, I think if Capella plays, I really like him at 7-7. Seven, seven, seven. Uh, just... Against his old team, against maybe I might be playing center for the Rockets. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and I, I'm, I like Collins with you, man. I think if Capella doesn't play for the same reasons, well, less less of the same reasons that I like uh, Capella. I just think he's just too big for anybody there. Collins just is a very good uh, <clears throat> second option. Also near seven feet. Uh, he can stretch the floor. He's just very good. Um, so he would be another one of those one of those guys that I like, and I'm probably, I don't know how much uh, exposure I'll have to more of that, that mid tier. Cause I think we have a lot of guys, but I do like Larry Nance at four, four, seven. I think we mentioned him earlier. That's a, a very good price tag there too. Um, but what about some, some uh, value plays who, what is your one or two favorite value plays? Cause I know we mentioned a lot of them. You go ahead first. Cause I'm gonna steal your guy. I already know who you're going to pick. Well, we can we can both have the same guy. I guess you're gonna. I know you like Pokemon, and that's a pretty rock solid value play at four four. Um, I think we have a, a lot of them. I think Capella News makes Nathan White and or uh, oh my god, Nathan White, Nathan Knight as <laughs> <laughs> as a very good option there at, at the bare minimum. I think we have Moses Brown there. Um, okay, no, hold on. Don't don't take all okay. of them. Okay, you said to go first. Hey, you can go first, buddy. Your white guy. <laughs> okay, well, um, uh, I like Sadaransky. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's who I knew you were gonna pick. <laughs> no, I just I just that was the only one I didn't say that, or one of the few that I didn't say that we we were talking about, but. Uh, yeah, I just think there's a lot of value here that you can t- attack, but you can go. I mean, you you told me to go first and name one or two or three or four. Ah, Never let me go first again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Sadaransky is the best one of the night in my opinion. But I was gonna go since it's under four thousand. I was gonna cheat and go Pokemon, so I'm gonna go with Moses Brown at 3,500 starting. Uh, you know, with uh, Al Horford out. You know, I love him. Like you also said, same type of value with Nathan Knight. He could possibly be even better than Moses because uh, he went off last game. And another guy you can throw out there is Tony Bradley at 3,700 uh, with him, with, uh, you know, Embiid out. So those, there's a lot of guys to look at. So, you know, I remember last show I did with Brenton, there were like no guys under 4,000 that we could choose from. So I said go 5,000 and under. But <laughs> it's like have four or five guys under 4,000. So it's, 
it's different every night, you know. So those are the guys I'm looking at. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of value that we can squeeze in a couple of these these big names for, or or go super, um, go pretty balanced at, with with extras there. I think it's it's going to be an interesting slate with all this value out there. Yeah. All right, this man. Is, if you have a lot of money, this is one of those nights you want to play three different lineups, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those that you want to take some different shots at on, on different people and see and play around and see exactly what you can come up with and, and what you like. Uh, and before we head on out, do you want to add anything else to uh, to that? No, I think we covered it all. You know, I just you know had had fun with you. You know, I'm told you I'm getting to know you like the back of my hand. You know, I already know who your guys are and everything. It's kind of getting scary. <laughs> Yeah, and you got to catch them all if you get that right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, on behalf of Will and myself, and you can find Will on Twitter at William is corny. Uh, that's wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, William is Bill. I'm sorry. Uh, you can find <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Santino Cocone. Uh, we're using last names on Twitter, just not in, in real life. Uh, this is William Harris. I am Santino. <laughs> Thank you guys for, for joining us for another Tuesday edition. We'll be back here next week. And um, I believe Keith and Mike are on here tomorrow. So we'll have another good slate for you guys. And this second half of the season's all pretty nice, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten game slates. I don't think there's many short game slates just because so many they're trying to pack in so many games in such a short period of time so i don't know how many like two to four game slates we'll have left uh which is fun i like i like the bigger slates and get you and and have more uh variety to choose from here and and people don't go looking for william is corny you know just ignore (laughs) that you're gonna have people going out there typing at That's funny. All right, on that on that note, I think we can leave. <laughs> Have a good night. See y'all. Peace. This has been a hoop ball presentation.